Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number one of the Get Right. We're Reg and KG on 105. Three the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Damn right. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On stage. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey. And the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we're with you for the next four hours here on this hump night so edition. Close. RJ so Choppy, what I'm happened? So, so close, close to what? So close to what? I'm on last day before oh, yeah. extended weekend. Oh, so you that kid before, the day before they get out of school for the summer, and you just can't wait to act up when you leave. Okay, so. Isn't that right? Yes. First of all, uh-huh. um, I let me do the right thing. Uh-huh. In, like I guess pseudo producing the show. Uh-huh. Um, can you turn on that mic because it seemed like Aisha Morrison, who's hanging out with us in studio, feels hey, like talking. Hey, I didn't hey. have nothing to say. Oh, well, too I, late heard, now. I heard stuff coming uh-huh. from over there, so uh-huh. that's why. Nah, I didn't have nothing to say. Um, <laughs> so yes, Aisha Morrison will be joining us fully uh, at seven twenty. That's right. Um, but right now she's just hanging out, uh, just watching us do radio. Yeah, I'm creeping on you guys. I realized that I didn't tweet uh, about Aisha Morrison being here, nor Tyler Batista, and I'll be doing that as KG takes over the mic right now. No, I appreciate you yeah. doing that. Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, Rigo Mendoza, ETC, uh, with all that logic and all going on back there in the uh, in the Pimco. Appreciate you and your hard work, sir, on this Wednesday night. Uh, got a lot to get to. Busy Wednesday night. feel like we've been gone for a little bit. That's because the range has been handling business in my hometown of Kansas City. We'll get to that Sweep. a little bit later on as the Marcus Simeon-led Texas Rangers, a clean sweep of the Kansas City Royals beat them down taking place today to end that three-game series. We'll get to that here in just a, a little bit. Your Rangers out 12-6 and six on the year. Uh, it might be beat them down time tonight at the American Airlines Center. That is because uh, we're looking for vengeance. That is for Joe Pavelski after he got clocked in game number one and is now in concussion protocol. And the Stars are down one nothing in their series to the Minnesota Wild game two tonight at the America Airlines Center. And all I've got to say is I don't care at this point. Okay, the goal is to win the series. Oh, let, I know where you're going. Let's get this on the table. KG said violence is not the answer. For the hockey hawk, Gavin Spittle, from my man Joey the Jet Erickson. But sometimes it is. Okay, the goal is to win the series. But as soon as that puck drops, it's on site. I don't care if it's Ty Domi's kid, Max. Matt. I, Matt oh, no, Max Domi. Yeah, Max okay. Domi. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Matt Doomba. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a – that's, that's on, my thing. You got to get Matt Doomba, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You can't he's got to get it. Whoever's in a wild – it can't be that, I don't mm-hmm, think, right? Mm-hmm. So we're again, going hunting tonight. Nothing. See, no, no, All no, right. no, 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 no. Calm, calm down. down. See, that's what we're not doing. We're not doing that. 
But Dumba got to get these hands from somebody. I don't know. Look, you you trying to play like a moral high ground right no, now? No, no. Because when we were on the phone, I was like, relax. But now. I don't even know That's if a Matt private Dumba- conversation. Right? That's a private conversation now. Too bad. I'm making it public. <laughs> um, I was like Matt Dumba. Um, I don't even know if he starts. And you were like, well, they gonna have to come pull him off the bench. And off I'm like, the well, bench. you've been watching too much wrestling. That's right. WWE too style. Much. Go find that dog and get him off the bench. Hey, yo. And then we're gonna have to have somebody gotta throw hands. A- am I wrong? TruckRed.com text line 877-881-1053. The people been wanting to see that man Am I put wrong? through a table. Or Max two. Domi, five seconds in, got to go find old boy because that's what he is now. He's old boy. The tough point. part, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the tough part about that is like at, at that point, you are risking like, I, I don't know exactly how the NHL does this. I'm not going to pretend like this is my uh, sphere of uh, expertise. But I, I feel like that's like retaliation in the NHL will try and like do some level of punishment that may, you know, result in some level of suspensions. And do you want Max Domi missing a game or two? Or do you want like I, who who do you feel like do, do we still have the goon in the NHL? Because we don't legislate the goon out of the NBA. Do we still have goons here? <laughs> I mean, if somebody's going to handle it. OK, yes. Yes. I know. Two more four. Thank you. The best payback is winning the series. Can't afford a suspension. Drop the gloves next season. And I've heard that sentiment throughout the day. Hey, it's about the here and now. Got to win the series. But I don't play, so I can say what I want to say about this happening. I also still feel good about the stars in this series. I understand, like, when Pavelski goes down, and again, it was a terrible sight, right? Like It was. Thinking about Pavelski, something like that happened to him, what was that, like four years ago? And it's largely the reason why you have that ability to review it. So it really sucks that then... That review then takes away the uh, five minute major that they had, uh, that the officials on the ice had uh, given. But like this is something where we've seen really tough things. And once he went out, they had some issues with the power play, which they're typically really good on the power play. I still think that they've they've been able to get looks. Um, they've still been able to take a lot of shots. And just I feel like that game one was. Obviously, there's some things that they do better, like not getting hit on the counter as as much as they did. But man, I still I think that they're getting enough shots that if you see those things go in, you know, bounce the right way, that you have the win against the Wild as opposed to a double overtime loss. So I still feel good about the Stars in this series. That being said, um, yeah, I, I look, I kind of want to see the violence. Like just like from a spectacle, we can all be honest, right? Like I understand we know what the right answer is. Violence isn't the answer, you know. Just win on the ice. Those are good, the good sportsmanship type things. Kids, if you're listening, that's what that's the official line of the get right. That being said, the the worst the worst portions of us do want to see a fight. It's grown folks business at this okay, point. Fantastic. It's grown folks business. Uh, put the kids to bed if you don't want to see them fight out there tonight. Um, the idea being though, they were excellent. I know, right? They were excellent on the power play. The stars are terrific on the power play in game one. Well, in the first two, yeah, the first, first couple co- ones, yeah, and then first, yeah. like I said, once they once yeah. they once uh, Pavelski went out, they had some troubles with him. Um, but I think for me, it's about the tone that you're trying to set for tonight's game. And while yes, the goal is to win, you want to play better. Obviously, what has beset this team all season long is losing in overtime, which is something that happened again in game one. Yeah, but I think that those losses in overtime had to deal more with, you know, playing, what is it, three-on-three hockey in overtime, which is not the type of hockey that you're getting here. You're in Here you're getting regular uh, regulation hockey just in more periods, and I think that you will be able to win those games. I, I think that, that this is just an anomaly that happens to land in a place where you have a scar, and so it hurt a little bit, right? But I do think that you will be able to do the things that the Stars have been typically able to do all season, which is score, particularly on power plays. Uh, from the 6A2, nah, they got to get that two-piece extra crispy tonight. <laughs> With a biscuit. That, that, that's what I'm talking about, a 6A2. Uh, this is an interesting one from the 469. I say we make him... Uh, think we're going for him and mess with his head psychologically and then make him think 
uh, he could get uh, could get it at any moment. So we're gonna play play the games. The tough part about mm-mm, that is mm-mm. that you end up playing the game more than they do. Like exactly. I, like he's gonna be out here like, well, I'm just playing hockey, and you're gonna be like, no, 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 we're getting into his head, and mm-hmm. then you are now doing the thing that gets you off of the opportunity. To no, do. I want you to know from jump what it is tonight. Like we're not playing. It's gonna be nice and physical. It can't be Max Domi. Max Domi already threw the hands. Like he's it, he is on. He site. seemed like he was about that action. He though. was on site because yeah, uh, yeah. I think the quote was after that he didn't even see the hit. He just saw Pavelski down so and then decided to throw hands. That's what I'm talking about. You know what that's called? That's called a ride or die right there. Okay. I don't care what Fantastic. you did, how you did it. I'm backing you up, and that's exactly what Max Domi did. He's got a lot of respect. From me and how he handled himself. So speaking about suspensions and the possibility oh, there. Oh my goodness! Uh, do you feel like the Warriors are ride or die? The ways that they have talked about the Draymond Green suspension. <laughs> so Draymond Green has been suspended for Game Three. Yes. Uh, game Three for the Golden State Warriors against Sacramento is tomorrow night. After trying to kick flip with uh, uh, Demonte Sabonis. Okay, real quick on that, Demonte Sabonis. What you doing grabbing this? Oh, Aisha, you want to you want to jump in here? In- hey, Aisha, how you doing? I mean, I watched it. You watched the kickflip? Uh-huh. I mean, I watched the whole, I mean, if you was watching the whole game, mm-hmm. he, they were both going back and forth the whole game. Yeah. It was almost about to, you know, just, it was at that point, that boiling point anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with Draymond, like, stomping dude, kind of, but however, comma, if you grab, you grabbing on folks and during the game. And that's that's my thing. Like you, you, we're not out here playing, you know, Kurt Angle. Speaking of wrestling, you know, and grabbing ankle locks. That's right. Like that's what I'm doing in an NBA game. And games. then it wasn't even like it wasn't even discreet. Like he was like cuddling his his leg. Like come on, bro. So, and he got a technical for the honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tough part about I it felt is, like it was fair. you know what's funny about this? We talk about the series. Like, well, there's the experience of the Warriors. Experience should tell you that this is not the time nor the place nor the thing to do being stepping on a dude. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, I couldn't get my balance. If you couldn't get your balance, you probably would have fell. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't think that necessarily works for me. I don't think that it was as egregious as some folks wanted it. Like, we started getting some pearl clutch, and I was like, all right. But with that being this case, like, you got to understand. And the NBA said as much. You got a history, Bubba. Like, you have a reputation in these streets. And that cuts both ways because with his reputation, it's all about framework. Context matters in anything that we do. Absolutely. And the context of Draymond Green, we we are familiar with your game. We have seen your movies. means when you start getting on the shenanigans, then we're going to come down a little harder on you than some other folks. Yeah, they're not going to, especially with him, you don't get the benefit of the doubt, I guess, uh, given, given his history or whatever the case may be. It's a big loss for the Warriors uh, to me just because he is so much of the facilitator and how they operate. Um, and for some reason, listen, I've been watching. I understand that Jordan Poole is dealing with, uh, what, ankle or something like that, but he does not look himself. And he was a huge part of their success last year mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Him coming off the bench and being a, being able to efficiently run that second team um, was something that was uh, – they got he, – he was like automatic points for them. Yeah. And he seems hesitant to go score, and that's something they absolutely don't need right now if you talk about the Warriors as well. The tough part about that is, like, depends on who you believe he is, right? Being himself. <laughs> who is himself? Because himself That uh, could vary at times, on a night-to-night basis. At <laughs> times, he is, he is the off guard that scores points, maybe not efficiently. And so that is the tough part about it is when you get the dude who is, as a rookie, on a rookie contract doing that, it goes over a little better than when you pay him, and now he is like the high-paid uh, fill-it-up guy. And so, that that in fact, in the playoffs, we talk about him and the ways that he is beneficial. In the playoffs, he ends up being a liability in that way because you possessions matter, and you can't really just chuck him up 
or be bad on defense. So, I, I look, this has been a Jordan Poole issue, and it's just become a bigger one now that you have Draymond Green and I guess Klay Thompson in a way, even Steph, having a little bit of degradation. Like, those guys are over the hill in some ways. Now, obviously, the hill is very high, but you're, you're having a little bit of regression in those guys, so you need other guys to fill in. And when you need more from Jordan Poole, asking him to do more is really scary, I think. Yeah. Dream. Okay. No, no. I, I, Andrew Wiggins, though, I still, he seems still like he could still be the X factor as he was last year. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's one of the only things, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the only things that even kept him in that kept him in that third quarter to go into the fourth quarter with that game still being close. I mean, he's so active and even defensively. So, I, I mean, we'll see what they have going. But to your point in regards to Jordan Poole, they need his scoring to to counteract how uh, well the Kings shoot the ball, and they're not getting it. So somebody's going to have to step up on that side of the ball and uh, be able to make shots at a high clip. Draymond suspended for game number three in part with the statement coming last night. By the way, it was a really random time to issue the suspension. We were in the middle of the Clippers and the Suns game. Just trying to mind our own business. Here come the NBA. Oh, yeah, Draymond suspended for game three. Okay. We're like, wait, hold on. What? Don't worry about wait, it. KD, wait, wait, KD and Kawhi playing. Watch that. Yeah, just watch that. Don't yeah. worry about what's going on over mm-hmm. here in the league office. Uh, in part, the suspension read last night. The suspension was based in part on Green's history of unsportsmanlike acts, which I read to mean in my mind late last night, oh, we tired of Draymond's stuff out here. Because this to me read as we tired of what he has been doing over the last several years to the point of the uh, 214. Yeah. I don't think that's fair because the NBA has allowed him to be that person. So I don't know if we can play on history. Well, that's how Joe Dumars and the league office was like, no, we're not worried about that. Well, I think, that, <laughs> I think that you could take that one of two ways. You could take it your way where you're saying, well, you know, y'all had not cut down on it. Or you could take it another way where you go, we have given you a lot of leeway because we know that you are. And the fact that they came down on this one shows like, how egregious is, is they much. believe this yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he will not be available. One thing the Warriors do do that they don't <laughs> normally do. Uh, I know, right? Uh, um, they win at home. They don't win on the road, though. So maybe this is. He said do-do. What are we going to do? I know, right? He's such a kid. <laughs> That's what that's says, why it's great. says the girl who has the barnacles in her profile. Listen, listen. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, Dang, but, he did get you there. You <laughs> thought you had Just saying. Crazy. Um, but we'll see. I guess I'm going to pick the Warriors, though, in game three because they can't go down 3 0. They can't go down 3 Yeah, if they go down 3 0, it's over. It's like, I, think they, I, I don't even know if they fight if they go down 3 0. Because there's oh, a whole bunch of. wave the white flag at a, that whole point? Bo- a whole bunch of old bones over there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So they're gonna wave the white they, flag. They, to go they, down re- they really do have to. Okay. But the tough thing about it is what's what's uh harming them and what's allowing the Sacramento Kings to look like they actually have defense. The defensive weakness of the Kings <laughs> is interior. Who actually gets in the middle and scores? Why are you shading those Kings defense like that? Now? Yeah, it's, I it's mean, a bottom five defense <laughs> statistically. I wasn't shading them; they were. I mean, the center position has been in, in limbo for the Warriors all year. Uh, obviously, you lost. Uh, what was the gentleman's name? Uh, youngin that doesn't the draft pick tater tots oh my goodness where are we he's going? in the g league now if i'm not mistaken i done forgotten oh for the warriors yeah for the warriors um are you talking wiseman wiseman right? Wise, they traded yeah, wiseman. Gone, yeah, they, yeah, they sent gone. him packing well, yeah, well he went to the g league first if i'm not mistaken but he, yes you are uh, correct he he didn't turn out to be i think what they expected him to be and kavon looney as great as he is i feel like he's limited there so they don't have a true, in my opinion, a true five to come in and to really man the middle of the defense. If they had that, 
I believe that, you, to your point, yeah, Reggie, I think they would be having a little bit more success at this point. Because they're shooting, like, almost neck and neck with, with Sacramento. It's, right. it's not the problem. It's more so the fact that they don't have a center that can dominate the glass down there. And DeMontis Sabonis won't it. I mean, and then the foul trouble is just insane. Like, I'm like, what's going on? But that's how you know that their defense is collapsing mm-hmm. and not playing together. So I wonder what I other team like has it. defensive problems. I'm a problems. person that really pays attention to the Warriors playing ball. But I didn't like it. My bad. Am I skipping? Am no, I, no. Apparently, my bad. No, no, no. You were fine. Rigo just decided to throw some. It. He decided to throw some Mav shade out of nowhere. That was oh, unnecessary. What? what? I didn't. Hear, oh, well, my bad. There was plenty of that going on today. If you read the latest okay. Dallas Morning News piece, all right. With respect to Christian Wood. Yeah, man. <laughs> we gonna talk about that eight o'clock. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right. right. The shade. The shade that comes Christian the Wood's shade. way. Uh, it's the get right though with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, our special guest in studio, Aisha Morrison of DallasCowboys.com, Girls Talk, Boys Talk, and the draft show, Girls Talk, Boys Talk, in the news today for 105 through the fan. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. But coming up next, Bill Barnwell has his mock draft with all 31 trades. Plus, we pick Aisha's brain on how she feels about the Cowboys at number 26. Hmm. Do that next on the kit, right? Back here on the get right, we're Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reggie Atatula, Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you here, doing his best troll job of the night so far. I don't believe that Rodrigo put this into the workflow. I think that it just happened to be there <laughs> to annoy me. Because if Reg had his way, this song would not be played ever. Fire it into the sun. Again. Wait, you dislike this song? This song stinks. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, I actually do have a little bit of attachment with this song. I did not put this in the workflow, but it is. it, it just happened to be there, but I do like this song for a specific reason. Um, my favorite uh, Mexican soccer player, uh, goalkeeper, they had like a little high, highlight mixtape video of him, and they used this song right under his the bed, and it was just so cool. It looked, he That's looked so cool doing everything, saving those shots. That won't move Reg at all, unfortunately. There's so many better songs uh, to put a workout mixtape to. Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Attitude, special guest joining us in the DFWsecurity.com studios. Aisha Morrison of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, The Draft Show. Gentlemen. Giving us some hoop expertise as well. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, man. She was putting this on game when it came to the She was uh, like, I'm sick of hearing y'all talk about this hoop. Let me put y'all on this reel right quick. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it came to the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. By the way, quick piece of news when it comes to uh, Girls Talk, Boys Talk real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. Jane Slater is now part of 105 through the fan yeah, as announced per her Instagram and on Twitter. So Jane Slater gonna be part of 105 through the fan i saw her with her like her her badge, her badge. yeah and i was like she got a way better picture than me can i retake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good picture huh? it was a great picture and it was from a long time ago it was from a while ago too and it looked nice yeah so jane slater is um back at 105 through the fan you can always go home i you try can. to tell you you can and she will be uh re-debuting on saturday with will yeah. chambers from 9 a.m to 1 p.m. She's following in my footsteps. Here on 105 through the fan. <laughs> is that? I'm sorry. It's, that, that it's, real, it's a real last day of work, Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's out of control. Uh, so shout out to Jane Slater, uh, of course, of the NFL Network. Uh, on the Twitch chat, Swaggy Booties asks, how is she going to be a part of the station? By coming in and talking into microphones. <laughs> You're very welcome. Good answer. Good Thank answer. You. 
Good answer. Uh, speaking of good answers, uh, Aisha's got plenty of them when it comes to the NFL draft. As we are now mm. eight days away from the NFL's annual selection meeting, otherwise known as the NFL draft in my hometown of Kansas City, Missouri. The path to the draft. Our coverage is brought to you by Pluckers and by K-Prost Roofing and Waterproofing. Uh, so shout out to our sponsors this year. And, of course, Reg and I will be part of the Pluckers uh, Tour de Force, if you will. All eight Pluckers locations will have all of your favorite fan hosts and personalities. And some of your least favorites. I don't oh think that's God. a thing. I mean, if someone's your favorite, you have to have right. less favorite, least favorites in there, right? You can create an order. Right I don't mean you have to dislike them. That is do? technically correct, KG. I don't KG. know what you're doing right now, but I don't like Speaking what, the truth. I don't like what you're putting down. We don't have all. to be a favorite. You just got to come out and say what's up. Y'all are a mess. Just come see us uh, at the uh, Allen location. Yeah, I was about to say, look at you. <laughs> I look forgot you. the whole location. Uh, Allen location uh, off Stacey Road. Did so. you say Pluckers? That's yes, right. That's right. I don't know why that just went over my head. Their fried pickles are fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I'll your, take I'll take your thing. word for it. I don't, I don't really like pickles like that. But um, the Holy Mac, that's where that's, you're that's find that's me where Reg is with the strawberry chutney. See, they take macaroni cheese and mm-hmm. they fry it up. He was so excited to tell me too. He was. Tell you me about that? it. Tell, tell me on it. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. You get a wrong charge. Come out to pluggers. You are gonna see. That's right. See, that's, that's, that's <laughs> good. Me. That's good. One ninety East Stacy Road. Reg and I will be there. Christy Scale. Shout out to Christy Scale. She'll be at the Plano location. Uh, Gavin Dawson, Zach Walchuk, and Addison. Sp- By the way, speaking of uh, Zach Walchuk and Brian Broaddus, go see them right now at Baby Dolls. Yes, Brian Broaddus, uh, our Super Bowl winning scout, a member of the G Bag Nation at Baby Dolls. Out Zach Walchuk, yes sir. Uh, starting talking at- draft. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Addison location: Gavin Dawson, Zach Walchuk, uh, Dallas Lovers in Greenville. Kevin Hagel and Mike Bassick in Grapevine. You will have the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold and Lucius Alexander in Arlington. You have Corey Majors and Will Chambers. Fort Worth City View, Eric Giafalo, Fort Worth Alliance. RJ Choppy will be hanging out with you. And, of course, Sean Sharif and Bobby Belt will be at the Star in Frisco anchoring our draft coverage, which begins at 6 p.m. on Thursday and runs all the way, Aisha, until 1 a.m. Friday morning. Please stop. You got a long weekend ahead of you next weekend, huh? I do. Uh, I do. Myself and Chris Arnold. The three-time Hall of Famer will take you from a... We're not worried about y'all. We're worried about all these fine folks that are going to be doing draft coverage, not just for the first round, right? Because you can hear the first round on the fan, but then also (laughs) online, there will be draft coverage where you have... What are you doing? Oh, I was a, I was agreeing. With okay, you. Uh, but uh-huh, you was you uh-huh. was all right. Never mind. Don't worry about that. That's uh, neither here nor there. You'll have Wolchuk. You'll have Broadish. You'll That's have right. Aisha. You'll That's have right. uh, Kyle Yeomans. You'll have Bobby Bell. You'll have all those folks breaking down every single pick of the twenty twenty three NFL draft. And speaking pick. of the NFL draft, awesome. Aisha, what are the Cowboys doing at number twenty six? Awesome. What? <laughs> Uh, y'all. General draft question. Okay, so, so where, where do you think they are looking? Because yes. um, obviously Stephen Jones has begun on this station doing mm. his pre-draft reports. So he was on yesterday, I believe, with uh, the KNC Masterpiece. And one of the things that, you know, when he was answering your question, he went right to tight end. So that's really bolster people's mm. thoughts that tight end could be the spot. Like, where do you think that they would they would like to focus this pick? Um. So I really, at first I was in the mind frame of like, We've been talking about guard. We've been talking about guard, how much of a, a need, I guess, guard is. And But when you look at the tackles in this in this draft class, especially like the 
upper echelon first round, mm-hmm. second round tackles, a lot of these guys have shown the flex to be able to move to guard. Or you would just hope that they have the ability to. And one thing that I've kind of stood firm on for a while is just how Philly showed you how an, a stout offensive line can solve a lot. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Jalen Hurts played through injury a lot I mean, towards the end of the season, and but that offensive line really kept him clean as much as they could, and mm-hmm. it made a difference. I just feel like when you're moving forward with this offensive line, you're trying to figure out how to protect Dak Prescott moving forward and how, obviously, you saw the the injuries this past year. So with um, Bobby, we talked about it today on the draft show, like, Donnell Wright from Tennessee really feels like a guy that maybe they are taking a closer look at or they're interested in and, and a, maybe having that flex at guard. Um, Steven also mentioned, and he said it, and I was actually very happy, he mentioned uh, Tyler Smith, and you, they're looking forward to him being the tackle. Doesn't mean I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm one of the people that would like to see Tyler Smith stay at guard, I mean at tackle, mm-hmm. just so he can get comfortable at the position and continue to grow. Um, but the the guard position with the idea of maybe taking a tackle is something that I think could be very likely given what's going on. And if not, I mean, you just take, you know, you just take Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse in the second round and go about your business. Okay. that's mm-hmm. I appreciate that because, like, we've all focused on the first round, but we haven't really thought about what could happen in the second round. Like, say something like, uh, B. John Robinson drops you your first, like in the first round at 26. Yeah. What What are the ways that you could then supplement that? And I've, I'm sure that you guys have on the draft show, but I know that like us on the radio side where we get to focus on 26 and that's where, you know, the sexiness of the pick is. But where are the ways that you can kind of undergird that? And I appreciate that. What yeah. was the name of that guard one more time? Uh, Yeah, it's Matthew Bergeron. Matthew he Bergeron. is from Syracuse. He is one of the, absolutely. Too. He yeah. is one of the maulers in this draft. I, I feel like he's, one of the few that are left there at that tackle position um, once you start getting into that second, third round. And the guy's footwork is just impeccable. He's so fast. Was, first time I seen him, I said, Terrence Steele, is that you with some hair? With some hair. <laughs> Not with some hair, though. With some hair, though. With some hair, though. Um, the footwork is there. I also, too, just he has that attitude, very similar to Terrence Steele. The work ethic is there, but – his ability to get to the second level and, and the way that offenses like to move the ball now, I think he would fit very well into a West Coast offense. Mm. So he, Matthew Bergeron is a guy that I think that if you decided to take him in the second round, you could take him in the second round if indeed maybe one of these receivers fall to you. You know, maybe one of the receivers fall to you and you take a, a receiver first round. I know there's been some talk about Quentin Johnson. He got the mm-hmm. streets ticked off. I I think Quentin Johnson from TCU has stirred up more conversation on Twitter about – some people are baffled that some people don't like him, and some people wholeheartedly are like, "No, I don't like him. Don't like his drops. Don't like. Yeah. Don't like that he's more of a possession receiver." I I don't see that. I see a versatile player, and I was one of the people that had to take a second look at him as well. It's interesting how this wide receiver class has been viewed. I believe Dane Brugler the other day, um, when talking about the wide receiver class, had mentioned something, and I don't want to you know misquote him, but he had said that if Jackson Smith and Jigba had been in a draft class a year or two prior to this one, he would not be even a top five wide receiver in his draft class in terms of wide receivers for that particular year. So that just kind of gives you an idea based on who, you know, obviously for yourself and others who have studied this class for wide receivers, not necessarily great in terms of the position itself, given mm-hmm. some of the names that are in this year's. I'm trying wide to be fair, class. man. Listen, 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 listen. I'm trying to be fair to these receivers, though. Because I I think that a lot of the conversation that we've had about this receiver class in general, 
Well, I think a lot of these opinions are based off of old ideals and, and size and things like that. But when you look at college football and look at how it's being played, you, you don't see a whole bunch of big body, tall receivers just thriving out here unless they're red zone threats, unless they're boundary guys. And looking at how the league is starting to evolve, I mean, you want steady route runners that can get open on their own, make things happen in space. I mean, ask the, ask the Cowboys. They know what it's like. All it takes is one play for a guy to get a ball on a slant and take it to the house. Yeah. That's what teams are, are really looking for, breakaway speed, stuff like that. So I'm trying to be – more understanding about this particular receiver class. I think some of these guys are getting a bad, a bad, a bad look um, mm-hmm. just because of what they don't look the part or the part, the way that the part is normally used to looking. Sure. But h- how does that then jive with, okay, so like Jackson Smith and Jigba, who by, you know, for most people's money is being considered wide receiver one, mm. being a dude who gets open, sure, but does not have breakaway speed, does not have like that spectacular portion of his game and also does not seem like he play on the outside size or no size, mm-hmm. right? Cause there's some guys that don't have size that could play on the outside and that works. Mm-hmm. I think that that is the question that I have when we start talking about this wide receiver class because it's fine to be, you know, mm. smaller and then just get open, but do you have the excellent qualities that then make you capable of moving all over the place, which I think is the big value nowadays in wide receivers uh, in addition to that? No, yeah. Um, I mean, people mention, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you talk about the fact that he lacks in some, some areas. I feel like almost every wide receiver uh, in this class has something that they can get better at, mm-hmm. and that's – just the nature of, I guess, what's happening right now. A lot of these guys also, too, are really starting to focus more on their skills, their route running, they're working with gurus, they're doing things like that. And I think I think more, a little bit more than years past, I feel like this is something that's being emphasized. Now, when you talk about blocking, mm. you know, and, and, and being, you know, involved in every play and all that stuff, like, I do understand some of the concern with size. But when you look at some of these gentlemen, they have the willingness to get out there and block. I know I know Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee is someone that people have started to talk about quite a, quite a bit more because the gentleman on, on the other side, Jalen Hyatt, right. Hyatt, has the breakaway speed, has the pop, has the interest, but people are concerned about the fact, can he do all of the other things that, you know, we need a receiver to do? And so if you're looking for an all-around receiver, I think it's it's far and few in between in this draft. you got to pick and choose what you want and what fits for your offense. Some of these guys, you're not asking them to come in and right away be, be the guy. It depends on what you're looking for and what you need production-wise. It's the Get Right. We're KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. You still fan. hanging out with us for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? All right, fantastic. Coming up next, we go around the National Football League where the 49ers are fielding calls on this quarterback plus Tua on what his future almost was. We'll talk about it next on the Get Right. See, now Rodrigo picked this. That, I believe. I liked that. <laughs> Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the Fed. Kevin Gray, Reggie Latitude. Yep. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you. Our special guest, Aisha Morrison of DallasCowboys.com, hanging out with us live in our DFWSecurity.com studio. It's about to go around the NFL here in just a moment at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula. Aisha, they can find you on Twitter where? Oh, at Aisha Morrison. That's Aisha with two eyes. Thank you. Thank Make you. sure you give her all the follows there. Shout out to the 817. 
KG, can I get a shout out, please? Sure, you can. I'm moving from the Decatur area to Holden, Missouri, okay? To start a new job at Lee Summit Medical Center as a surgical tech and reconnecting with the woman I lost 20 years ago and now to start our life together, taking y'all on the Odyssey app, Tolo Robert. Well, shout out to Robert and going to Missouri and reconnecting with your lady after 20 long years. Years. Yeah, I hope that goes well for you. I hope so too. Um, that's a, that's a long time, yeah. a long way to go that's get something such that you a, lost 20 years ago. Such a lovely story. And of course, me being me, I'm going to be a jerk. What the heck is a Holden, Missouri? Uh, it's a city in Missouri. That ain't no city. That's a town. Town, city. So they ain't got no Loosely dot. based. It's fine. Um, but Anyways. it is in Missouri. Shout out <laughs> to my hometown or home state in Kansas City, Missouri, state and city. Um, yeah, I did all, all backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the 972, just because this is an annual rite of passage for a texter on this particular show, Reg, how old am I? You 36! <laughs> <laughs> I love looking at Aisha's face. <laughs> she didn't see it coming at she, all. Not no. at all. Not RC at all. World? Is that it? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. That's a... Uh... I'm 36! Aisha, how much of the madness do you, of this show do you know about? Uh, she's getting an introduction tonight. Clearly. Is that it? Uh, no, I'm trying to remember what my so game. Saying, my guy passed, and I keep forgetting. You're his talking name. about the Mark Phillips, uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, not I'm them. Talking about, talking about LeBron. Then what? That that is that's. A oh, but one. they they were referencing something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So where is that? I'm 36. I will get it for you. Give me a second. While, <laughs> while I do that, you Listen. have been studying some HBCU players. Yeah. And I would love to get your insight because one thing that I don't think people give enough credence to is the history and the role that the HBCU has played in the NFL. I mean, some of the greatest, uh, especially in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. played at HBCUs. You talk about Jerry Rice, you talk about Walter mm-hmm. Payton, and the list goes so much further. That is just like off top real quick. So what are some, and then obviously even more recently, you've seen some great players come out of the HBCUs. What, what is... Uh, Shaq Leonard, for one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are some of the players that are looking that we're looking at out of the HBCUs? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had a couple of gentlemen that were brought to my attention. I've been watching... Um, Isaiah Bolden out of Jackson State. He is a corner. Uh, he just had a crazy pro day. Ran a 4-3-1, 38-inch oh. vert, uh, 2.9 broad jump. Um, this gentleman has a lot of versatility. Saw him play a lot in the slot um, on the outside. He can play strong safety, free safety. Got, you know, obviously professional-level coaching at Jackson State with with Dion uh, being there. He actually transferred. Um, he's a Florida State transfer. He transferred to Jackson State. A lot of guys did that to kind of better their career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those guys you just cannot take off the field. Furthermore, he is a return specialist. Hey. And okay. um, this is something that I talked to the guys on the draft show about is it's so crazy about this draft, and this is no knock to Kevontae Turpin. But this – draft in particular, I think I can count on two hands, maybe more. How many guys are coming out that are corners that are good corners, that have ability, running backs that have ability, that have return ability in this draft. So a team could immediately bring this guy in and get him on the field. He can have return ability. He can be a gunner. Um, Also, too, uh, he is going to be a heck of a corner if you give him. He's a big body, really physical, and he's not afraid to come downhill and really make you pay and tackle on that side of the ball. Coverage ability still has some work to do, especially dropping in zone and stuff like that. If I'm not mistaken, he was taken in the uh, second round in the UCFL. Um, you're seeing, and I wanted to touch on that, you're seeing a, a considerable amount of HBCU players get drafted by the UCFL 
because it allows them to to build some stock for themselves. USFL, UCF. Well, my bad. U USFL, right? Mm -hmm. My bad. My bad. Yes. Uh, you said. Speaking of Cavante Turpin, by the way. Yes. 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 So you're seeing quite a few players um, get contracts or 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 sign with the USFL, and then they're able to, you know, because they don't play until next spring. Mm -hmm. Like they don't play, so they're able to get their NFL time, get some training on, on that side, and to really build their stock. So I really appreciate seeing some of these HBCU players continuing to want to play, get the reps, get the coaching, and really, you know, cancel out some of that conversation of the of the fact that they can't hang with some of these other guys. Also, too, um, senior bowl guy, Aubrey Miller, linebacker out of Jackson State. Uh, this gentleman is a Mizzou transfer mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. he dealt with some injuries while he was at missouri and also too you can just see the difference of when he transferred to jackson state how much the coaching helped him mm -hmm. and also how much reps helped him grow as a player um this guy has an insane motor he never stops he's a little bit of a looney tune that's my favorite type of linebacker <laughs> um, you gotta be a looney i don't know if you guys, right i don't yeah. know if you guys remember that sounds of the sideline when uh layton looked at it was micah's rookie year and Leighton looked at Micah was like, dude, you can't make every play. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to. Aubrey's a, a make, make every play yeah. type of guy. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like he, he's obviously he's a down here player. Like I said, he blitzes very well. He's just he's a straight up playmaker. His gap integrity is serious. I, and he I, I really feel like you could put him on a team right now. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the gentlemen that people think are going to go possibly third round. And that would be saying a lot about, you know, um, you know, just HBCUs and guys that they're starting to bring out and setting the precedence like Dion kind of talked about. It's like, hey, we have higher level guys that are able to play at a high level. So um, Aubrey Miller is a guy that I really feel like is going to be a linebacker for somebody and he's going to really make a difference. I got one more. If you guys got time. Yeah. You got quick. one more? Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, this guy here, I've been watching uh, BJ Thompson from uh, – San Stephen F. Austin. Okay. Stephen F. Austin. Um, defensive end. No combine invite. He was at the Shrine Bowl. Um, he has a six five frame. His six five frame really pops out to you. You immediately see him on the field and you like, who is this guy? Y'all. Anytime you get a chance when you look at him, when he's in his stance, he looks like Venom to me. Like if Venom <laughs> if Venom was a, a football player, Venom. he he's so explosive out of his out of his stance. And I think that's what he wins with. He wins with the burst off the line. He he wins with the quickness off the line. Um, he has a really long stride, and it makes it hard for tackles. Um, I think he needs to get stronger in the run game and really get better at setting the edge. But sure. if you want a high production, I'm going to get to the quarterback and wreak havoc and be fluid and rush the passer. This is the guy. He also showed the ability to drop in coverage and do that as well. So uh, B.J. Thompson uh, – Stephen F. Austin is a guy that I think people are – Baylor transferred, by the way. Got you, got you. Uh, ran a okay. five, four, five, six, and it's 40. This guy can move. He's he's, he's kind of – Yes. Okay. It's disrespectful. All right. He's a <laughs> – like, yeah, and, and one common thing that I, I realized from some of these HBCU guys and their interviews I've watched with them, they've been very honest about the fact, hey, we don't have all the equipment. Hey, we right, don't sure. have everything. So with some of these guys, you're looking at what they're capable of doing and you're saying to yourself, what could this guy do with – you know, even, you know, NFL-level coaching. What right. could this guy do with – Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you'll see with some of these guys, like even like a Kamari Everett from a Bethune-Cookman. Bethune, uh, yeah, yeah, like he – he people think he struggles with his weight for a tight end. And, and <laughs> you know how people be like, 
your mama be like, oh, you got McDonald's at the house. Mm-hmm. This Kamari Everett is is a guy that I feel like Louisville transfer transfer is. Is it Darnell Washington? Darnell Washington yeah. at home. Oh wow, at that's home. high praise. Oh, wow. Now, granted, okay. no, like, listen, don't don't start with me. Now, I think that Darnell Washington has more in his route running ability and some sure. of those things. Yeah. But if you're looking for a, if you're looking at traits and you're looking for like, this is a six six two fifty two sixty guy, depending on who you talk to, and um, he high points the ball well. Red red zone threat, crazy right. red zone threat, super strong hands, and I feel like his strides are how he beats people. And if you get if he gets the ball on the run, he's extremely hard to tackle. Not not quite the Darnell Washington, but when you talk about the running, the run after catch, and also him not being difficult to tackle, blocking as well is something that he takes a lot of pride in being able to do. And had some off the field stuff uh, at Louisville, and that is actually I think if that's why he transferred. So okay. whoever decides to take. Uh, Kamari is going to have to, you know, decide whether that's something they want to look at. Right. But there's some upside with this player from the athleticism at the tight end position, especially being a red zone threat and people not being able to, you know, to he's going to catch over people because that's what he does. So it sounds like my man just need a good meal plan and just stay out the feet, stay out the trouble, stay out of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and like <laughs> I said, he's been very open about the fact that you know, like his diet, the diet, the equipment, the stuff like that, and and some of these guys just want the opportunity to get in with the team and, and see what it feel, feels like to have that stability and things like that. So I do yeah. love that we made SFA uh, HBCU. Y'all can, y'all can jump in a little not bit. A, no, no, no. Definitely. He's definitely not HBCU, but definitely. <laughs> a small, <laughs> look, I, look, I'm willing to, hey. No, no, no. I mentioned it because it is a small, considered a smaller, a smaller school. school. Right, maybe not getting as much attention, and I wanted to bring attention to him because he's definitely, BJ Thompson from SFA right. is definitely getting uh, on some people's radar and getting some people's attention. All right, production. So I mean, that's fairly local. We can, we can shout out to him. studying. Well, speaking of attention, as we continue around the NFL here, the 49ers apparently got some attention from other teams around the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. is because the 49ers have received, according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, uh, received multiple inquiries from several teams, including, or excuse me, looking into potentially trading for former number three overall pick quarterback Trey Lance. The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them themselves with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter. Now, Rappaport goes on to say, while no trade is imminent, the 49ers would almost certainly want to make sure Brock Purdy's rehab continues to go as smoothly as it's been going. The interest from other teams in Lance has been there. And there's only one team that I give a damn about that may show interest and should show interest. That is the Baltimore Ravens. Why would you do that when you could just pay Lamar Jackson? Because if they don't want to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson. So they don't give up assets to go get a not as good Lamar Jackson? Look, I'm not the one running the team. You you are right on every level. This NFL teams do what they want to do. You said Shefty reported that? Uh, Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport mm-hmm. yeah. reported that people are trying to trade for Trey Lance. Oh, wow. You sound offended. Wow. How, are you, how do you First feel about all, Trey Lance? Yeah. Because I still think they – like. In house, they have to view him with a certain level of respect. But apparently, with if you're fielding calls for this guy, that maybe maybe not so much. What am I supposed to think about Trey Lance? You just have, ain't played football. Have we seen him play enough football to come to a conclusion about Trey Lance? He's got traits. He's got traits. Sure. <laughs> I I think he could be a player, but we haven't gotten a chance to see it. And every time, and every time we think to ourselves, "Oh, this is his chance." It ain't. There's nothing in his way right now. They're trying to trade him. 
because Brock Purdy even came out and said that he may not even be able to play this upcoming season with his injury. But so, it's also it's also it's also lying season, right? So the idea that they yeah. are they are fielding calls, and like I don't I, know who is that who that is yeah. coming from or who that benefits because that doesn't necessarily like I don't know how much that benefits the Niners themselves. Like I don't know if this is something where they want to trade him or this is just a story that has been made that's out here. Like I have no idea yeah, where this comes from. Because it, it honestly makes no sense at this point for where they are, for where they are, all the conversation we've had about quarterback in this draft in particular, well, if he's been in house and he's, he's learned their playbook and stuff, I don't know why you would trade him, especially if you don't know if, if when and if Brock Purdy is going to be back. Your security blanket is gone. Jimmy is gone. Yeah. Uh, gone, all, I tell you, all gone. All I know is that the day after the draft is over with, if I'm San Francisco and I still have Trey Lance and Baltimore still hasn't signed Lamar Jackson, I'm making a phone call. You think so? So what are we talking about with this whole Lamar Jackson thing? Because if I'm Kyle Shanahan and putting Lamar Jackson in that offense with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, they got money for George that. Kittle, I'm make I'm moving heaven and earth to make that happen if I'm Kyle Shanahan speaking and putting Lamar Jackson in that offense. Speaking of, if you don't, so if Lamar Jackson doesn't sign back with the Ravens, where does he go? He's just off for the season because apparently nobody else going to pay him the money. Let let them tell it. <laughs> I just love the way Lamar Jackson's played this because now he's watched everybody get paid in front of him, including Jalen Hurts getting a record $51 million per season. Although if we go off of what was reported, which again, I don't know how much to believe that because Lamar himself is rep- he's you know representing himself, so he's not leaking, and the Ravens are notoriously tight-lipped, so I don't know where the information comes from. But if we are to believe the reports, he was offered less guaranteed money than Jalen Hurts. Like, I would venture if he does get off of the what we think is his idea of getting a fully guaranteed contract, this still helps him. Like, there's more guaranteed money out there. Yeah, and Rappaport has been – somebody's talking over there in Baltimore because I've heard more contract details be reported over the last couple of days with what Lamar has been offered than we've heard in recent weeks. And one of the offers apparently had Lamar Jackson, I believe, getting – $175 million in total guarantees for injury with $133 million in guarantees, you know, before, you know, injury, that kind of thing. So there's a lot going on out there. There's an offer that he turned down for $50 million per year at 250 you know, total. So there's just a lot of information that can be uh, out there at this point. I, okay. Well, because I asked you where he was going to go. You said he just going to sit there and watch everybody play this year. Mm-hmm. For real. You yeah. think he really going to do that? Yeah. Y'all for real. Look, if he has any self-respect for himself, I'm he's not he should not play for a dime less than Daniel Jones making forty million dollars. Because right now the non-exclusive tag is thirty-two point some million dollars. If I'm Lamar Jackson, there's no way in hell I'm playing for less money than Daniel Jones. And you don't think that Odell signing there has any plays any Odell Odell putting all this money on his contract? No, that's not gonna change it. If anything, I think it shows more. I think it shows more that um, huh. that the Ravens are desperate to try and get some wins, obviously. And so that's not happening without Lamar Jackson. I don't think that they have an option that allows them to do that without Lamar Jackson. So I think that they would be more willing to acquiesce towards whatever he is asking for. Maybe not exactly where he is asking for, because, again, negotiation needs some level of meat in the middle, I assume. Um, but I do think that he has more leverage than sometimes we are willing to give him while also acknowledging – this uh, fully guaranteed thing, assuming that is what he wants, not sure you're getting it, buddy. 
Not sure that's happening for you, my man. <laughs> man. Uh, that's your trip around the National Football League right here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next year on our fine program, what has to happen next for the Dallas Mavericks and more shade thrown at young Christian Wood? <laughs> next on the Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.